This is the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. Hey, 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 welcome to the Uncommon Christian Podcast, episode 48, and I am really excited for today's episode. For those of you who are listening, we have such an awesome and special guest, and, um, but uh, what we're talking about today is grace. We're talking about the word grace, which is a very commonly used word, but what does it actually mean and, 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 and how does it fit in the places in our lives? And today we are specifically talking to the ladies, the listeners of our podcast, uh, because our special guest has a very unique perspective on that. And so actually, I, uh, several weeks ago, I was reading my, you know, morning quiet time scriptures and I use the U version app. And as I, uh, went to get on the app, they always have like somebody that's doing, uh, the verse of the day and, uh, I clicked on the verse of the day and it was our special guest today and her just tone and perspective on the biblical wisdom that she shared in that verse, like it just blew me away. Like I was like, holy cow, that really did more than I expected to do on my heart. And I just thought, man, I'd love to get her on the podcast today. And so today we are joined by author, speaker, and director of Outward Movement at Brookside Church, Amy Seifert. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I love that you found me and reached out. What an honor. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know if you would say yes, but I'm so glad you did. Yes, yes. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Now, did I say your last name right? Oh, don't worry about it. It's a long I, Cypher. Cypher. Okay. Okay. Don't, Amy yeah. Cypher. Okay. Yep. Yep. There it is. <laughs> you know, I, I typed it into YouTube last night to make sure it was correct. And that's how they pronounced it. So oh, you need well. to talk to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call them after this. Call them after this. <laughs> well, Amy, welcome to the podcast. Why don't you just kick us off by telling us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and why you do it? Yes. Um, well, I am a wife and a mom. We are going on 21 years. Wow. This. Congratulations. I know. I'm so excited about that. My parents are going to hit 50 in wow. years. I know. I know. So wow. long legacy of of marriage. So, um, And then I have, I'm a mama. I have three kids, 14, mm. 10, and 7. And oh, they keep me busy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they do. I bet they do. And the need for grace is strong in our home absolutely, because um, <laughs> the sass is just as high as the need for grace. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, wife, mom, and then um, I'm an, an author and a speaker, and I'm on the teaching team at my church. So teach regularly at Brookside Church in Bowling Green, Ohio, a little college yeah. town that meets a farm town and so yeah. keeps it interesting. And yeah, so um, I love to write, speak, communicate. Um, yeah, it's it's so fun anywhere I anywhere I get the chance to. So yeah, well, man, we, we I know the world is uh, blessed to have your giftings and your willingness to say yes to uh, kingdom partnership. Uh, whatever you guys are doing there, uh, as you're out there writing and speaking and leading uh, your church, and uh, so well, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your faith journey, kind of like where uh, that that intersection of faith and Amy met. And then like, how did that lead you to, you've been a part of crew for 17 years. Yes. Yes. So, uh, and just maybe kind of walk us through what is crew and how, how does that all play out in your story? 
Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. So um, I grew up in a Catholic background. And so I've got my grandmother's faith um, that was sort of a foundation. And then after I transitioned to a public school, one of my friends in the third grade shared the gospel and I started to get it a little bit more. Um, Yeah. Third grade. Third grade. Okay. (laughs) got it. Let's go. Let's go. I know. All the mamas out there, you're third graders. They they can know the gospel and share it. and so I started to get it a little bit more, and then I got involved in Young Life in high school, which is yeah. another fantastic ministry, and started to understand the gospel a little bit more, and then jumped in um, feet first with crew on campus at Bowling Green State University and just fell in love. Um, and from there, I thought, I think I get it. I get the gospel. I want to share it. This is so phenomenal. Um, and so I came on staff with the crew and I became a team leader. So I was a team leader for eight years. And um, and then my pastor at my church called and said, hey, would you want to come on staff at our church um, and help to, re- to lead um, community groups and outward movement, co- connecting our community to our church? Um, so I started to do that. Um, and then he asked me to teach. And then from some sermons, which I'd never seen a woman teach before. So I was like, mm, is this, what are we doing here? It's all right. <laughs> are we going to get a call from somebody exactly. real quick? <laughs> Who's leaving? Cause I'm doing this. Um, and to be sure people have left cause I was on the stage, Aww. but I know it's, yeah, it's all part of the, the process. But, um, Yes, from the sermons, though, some books were emerging. So um, then I started to enter the author world. And just this past um, fall, I stepped off staff with my church because the author speaker life was getting, um, right. I was getting a lot of opportunities. So mm. so I'm still teaching for my church, but I'm not officially on staff and gotcha. I'm traveling and speaking more and more. So. Yeah. And is your husband's on staff there? You know what? He isn't. He is. He's on the staff team, and uh, but he owns his own film company, yeah. um, but he is the worship pastor. So what, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. Partnership and ministry. For sure. But the days where I, which is this coming week, the, the days that I'm teaching and he's leading worship our whole church just takes care of our kids. Like that's just how it has to go. <laughs> someone, someone disciplined Judah back there. Cause he's climbing on something. He shouldn't be. <laughs> that's right. I mean, when they say they take a village, it takes a village. It really does take a 100%. village. There's no other way. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, my kids have spiritual grandmas, great grandmas, super grandmas, grandmas of grandmas. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You, you need it. Every, the aunties, the uncle, everybody. Everybody, everybody yeah. coming in. Like, yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, okay. So you talked about your book. Okay. And so your first book that you wrote was called Chin Up and it was aimed at mothers who, you know, were maybe feeling unraveled in their motherhood and just needed some laughter and encouragement and just a little bit of grace. Was that like a project that was birthed out of a particular season in your own life? Oh, yes, friend. It definitely was. I thought that when I became a mom, I would be handed a cape. Mm. Like off I go. And I was given humble pie and slice mm. after slice of it. So <laughs> this came out of a sermon from Mother's Day. And I thought, mm. you know what? If I could sit down and have, you know, coffee with a with a mama who's in the weeds with the diapers on the floor with the Legos, this is what I would want to say yeah. because I've just stumbled over the need for grace over and over and over. So the chin up came out of my my real first decade of motherhood. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I've been a married, um, tomorrow will be, uh, uh, 
11 years of marriage. Yes. Yeah. So we're really excited. So when this podcast hits, uh, I will have been married 11 years. And uh, I watch my wife and she is, you know, even though like, yes, you talk about that cape, even though you maybe can't see it. They, I think moms wear this cape. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's around. <laughs> I, I watch my wife just do things with my kids that I'm just sometimes I'm just like, how in the world does she have the patience? I would have already like gone off the wall or <laughs> packed my bags and packed them bags and sent yes. them somewhere else. Or and I mean, what moms have to go through and 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 as they parent and not only just parent in the home, but then you know you have moms who are 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 working outside of the home, moms who work inside the home, uh, uh, taking care of the family, all those different things. I can imagine that there are many times where you sit down at the end of the day and you're just like, "What in the world did I accomplish today for myself? <laughs> yes. For myself? Yeah, yes." Yes. And really lowering that bar for yourself and saying, you know what, if your kids are fed and loved gold stars all around, like, you know, that shower that you got, that Mm. was beautiful. That was was beautiful. That was good. (laughs) Yes. Because we think it's got to be all these things, but. Yeah. And so, okay. So why do you think, why do you think just in general that moms struggle with like, just offering themselves a little bit of grace here and there. I think that our culture has piled a whole lot of expectations on mamas. Mm. Um, you need to, um, you know, there's all kinds of wars on breastfeeding or nursing, you know, like there's just so many um, cross points that we're at that, that right. we have to figure out as well as like you, you should be working, but you also should be home. Like at the same right. time, how does this work as well as like, you should be a size too, right after you had your, you know, just so many, like this beautiful woman put in front of you, but also like reality, how's this work? And it's just so heavy, right. it's heavy. And, and grace says, I can take that off and I'm mm. loved by my King. I'm a daughter of the most high and let's take off what it means to be successful as a mom in the world's eyes. And let's reduce it to love, right? compassion, right? Um, yeah. Faith, hope, um, if that, if my kids are well fed and they're loved, if I sat with them and looked them in the eye today and spent good time with them, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Like you, you're super successful today. You should feel like you've got a lot accomplished because the chances of your kid waking up tomorrow is pretty good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you know, you, you did some things today that really helped your child feel loved, really helped your child feel valued and appreciated. You did some things today that your family is going to feel like life is okay, right? Yes, that yes. The hecticness of of the of the busyness of the of life, somehow you were able to provide a, a, a calm space for them. Like that is that's Man, you it. Should, you, you did a good job. Yes. The way God is describing the Psalms, he's a tower of refuge. If I am a strong refuge for my kids and we're compassion forward, because that's the first way God describes himself in Exodus 34 to Moses, compassionate, mm-hmm. gracious, slow to anchor. That's the goal. You know, not right. these well-organized little labeled baskets and right. all these crafts that are done and that you're the head of PTO and all the things. Nope. We're going to, we're going to go for the heart here. Right. Absolutely. And it, and it, and it doesn't, I'll say this and you can correct me, Amy, but to me, it doesn't matter if you're a mom who works in the home or you're a mom who works out of the home and you have a job and 
your husband's doing all that. The idea is that you're a mom. You're a mom. In general. Yes. That's it. That's the only, ex- only expectation God has that, that you love him yep. and you love others. And those others is your husband, your kids, and everybody that God puts into your sphere of influence. Yes. And you're the only mom your kids have. No one else can do that for you. That's right. Um, so absolutely. You're a mama, no matter what it looks like. Yes. Okay. So speaking of grace, your next kind of project and season came to the, your new book, which is called Grace Looks Amazing on You. Kind of what's the heart behind of that? Yes. Um, you know what? I wrote a line at the end of Chin Up that said, now does motherhood look amazing on me? And I said, you know, not always, but does mm-hmm. grace look amazing on me? Yes. Like I've mm-hmm. never met anybody that can't wear grace. Like mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. that's what we need. Right? <laughs> um, and so out of that, um, Tyndale House Publishing said, hey, we would love more of that idea that grace looks amazing on you. And and let's, you know, let's go from there. Let's talk about right. that. So yeah, so this book is um, 10 chapters of 10 days. So it's 100 days total of what does that look like? What is grace? Each day. Um, each day. And let's explore with stories and scriptures. What does grace look like? How do I wear it? Um, yeah. When, you know, like when I'm not wearing it, how do I get it back on? You know, like, right. you know so really exploring some of those key ideas. That's so good. As I was kind of previewing the book, this quote kind of came to me as I was thinking through uh, I was on the airplane and I was looking through your book and I was like, uh, it just reminded me of this quote I heard several years ago is by Helen Keller. Uh, she says, um, the best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. Mm. They must be felt with the heart. And I have found this to be incredibly true when it comes to grace. Like we all so desperately want it, uh-huh. but seem to struggle to experience it. I don't know if yes. you've noticed that, right? We yes. really want it. We want great, everybody, even men, we yeah. want grace so yeah. bad, oh, yeah. but it, it just seems like this, like almost um, impossible uh, experience to grasp. Yes. Um, why do you think that's so? And what if, what if, if any, are there ways that we can kind of release ourselves from what I call the graceless prison that we keep <laughs> circling in? Yes. Great question. Yes, I agree with you. It can feel elusive. Um, and even like, how do I grasp onto that? My daily life, my day-to-day, ordinary, everyday, gritty life. Um, my favorite, there's two definitions I love of grace. One is getting what you don't deserve. Mm, that's so uh, good. Isn't that mm. so good? That's grace. And then I love the synonym with grace is gift. Gift. Gift mm. and grace mean the same things. And so it really, you know, if you're going to receive a gift, it means you have to be open-handed, which is a posture of humility. Like mm. I will. And then I think about how Hebrews 4.16 labels God's throne as the throne of grace. Mm. That he sits on a throne where grace is just flowing. Gifts are just coming. Like he's got them for us. He said, come to me confidently and boldly and come get your gifts of grace. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so we fall on our face and we screw up and we yell at our kids and we're impatient and we do the things we don't want to do the way Paul says, I'm one way, but I want to be this way. Where's the grace? So a really practical um, practice I have, because I feel like the only way to grasp grace, I come back to is to pray and ask God and to practice, Mm. pray and practice. And so this is actually, I believe day 79 in the book, where I I say, Hey, let's talk about this idea. Um, If I have a coffee cup and it is full of coffee and you bump into me, what spills out on you? The coffee. Coffee, right? Right. Yes, here we go. So in the same way, whatever is in my cup, 
when people bump into me, that is what is going to spill out on them. Ooh, that's good. Right? That's um, good. And so often I blame the person for mm. bumping into me for what's coming out of me, but it is the content of my cup, right? Man. So this idea of like, you know, often throughout the day, I will take a look at the content of my cup and be like, ooh, there is bitterness, there is envy, mm. there is comparison, there's perfectionism in that cup. And I will take it in my imaginary cup, this little practice, I'll pour it out before the Lord, the way Psalm 62, 8 says, pour your heart before the Lord, because he's a refuge. And I say, God, I'm going right. to pour all this out. Would you fill me with your compassion and your grace and and your your patience and your loving kindness so that when my kids bump into me, when my coworker and my neighbor bumps into me, that is what spills out. And he's the God of free refills. So you can do it a million times a day. Yes, you can yes. pour that out. Keep coming back. Right? And and practice. Fill me up, God, so that my reaction to my child is one of compassion and not anger and frustration. Oh, so man. that's been helpful. Amy, that is so good. Like I've not even, I've never even heard it put in that perspective of the cup. I mean, oftentimes, and you're so right, we were walking around with this cup and, you know, we think we tell ourselves as, as believers, like, yes, like, you know, I want to be a gracious person and I'm going to be gracious. And then the moment somebody cuts us off in line, the yeah. moment we get the phone call that we didn't want, the moment that uh, the argument happens in the home, the kid's not doing what they're supposed to do. My spouse is, is, is not, uh, you know, it's getting on my nerves. Uh, what outflows from that is what has been stirring in the cup all this time. 100%. Yep. Then I will, let me tell you, this is, this is, I tease this idea out from a book called Parenting by Paul Tripp. He okay. he talks about this cup and I was like, Ooh, I think we could, this could be a practice mm. where we, yes, see what's in there and say, God change my heart. Like created me a clean heart, a clean cup, like, right. re, you know, restore a steadfast spirit in me. So that it, that's what spills out. Absolutely. Well, how would you, okay, just last question then. How would you recommend that our moms and even our dads and single ladies and single up man, how do you recommend we start filling that cup up? How do we get the things that we want to outflow to flow in? Mm-hmm. Great question. I think two things. One, I think if we can, if we can practice grace mm. on ourselves mm. and that'll yep. be inside of us. And then when our, people bump into us. That's what's coming out. I think we're so, we blame and we shame and we criticize ourselves. And so we do that to others. But if we can say, God, you love me in my mess. God, you love me so I can love me. And if Jesus says, love our neighbor the way we love ourselves, then I will do that. So I think it's being, it's practicing that grace in myself saying, you know what? It's okay. I blew it, but there's grace for me. And even sitting in God's word, yeah. I have just, I cannot get over Exodus 34, 6 and those five adjectives God describes about himself. I keep looking at them over and over mm. and saying, God, you have grace and compassion on me. Fill me with it and help me to do the same for others. Mm. That is so good, Amy. Man, Whew. I don't know about you listening today, but uh, I've gotten my cup overrunneth, I think as they say. <laughs> yeah. They say in the church, man, that yep. was just so good. That was good for the soul, good for the heart. Thank you, Amy, so much for joining today's episode. Yes, my pleasure. I'm so grateful you asked. Thank you. Hey, where can people find your work or your book or your teachings? Yes. Um, you can find me on the socials. I love Instagram. I think that's so fun. And then um, amycypher.com. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for joining today. And I want to thank you listeners for listening today. If this was helpful for you, would you do me a favor, a big favor, and share this with others? Also, I'd love it if you provide a positive rate and review wherever you get your podcast episodes from. Um, as you guys know, it'll help uh, this show reach more people. And you know what I say all the time. This is not about fame or popularity. This podcast is all about encouraging and inspiring every Christian to love Jesus and to live out their purpose in uncommon ways. Thanks for joining and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. For more information on today's topic, visit UncommonChristianPodcast.com.